And yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Train Effective Podcast, episode four. Episode four already. It's it's been an amazing journey so far, and it's only getting begin. Yeah, show them, show them. Okay, and we have once again the legend with us, Nick Humph. Nick, how are you, bro? Man, I just came back from the London Train Effective camp. We had forty something players there. It was amazing. London Train Effective Camp. And now that... Okay, actually, I do want to hear about this. Because I've seen the social media like stories and that um, on like at Train Effective on the Instagram and TikTok as well, but mostly on the Instagram. And it, it felt like so much was happening. <laughs> like, there, like, obviously, you have the training. You have, like, just the master classes. But, like, what was your favorite part when you were there? Mm. Just the smiles on people's faces, man, like the experience. Cause just to give some context to everyone that's listening, we started uh, train effective camps as they are now. Now we have like, you know, 40 plus players, but it started with just one player. And um, the first player we ever had, his name was Chatty. Chatty, <laughs> Hash is smiling right now. Um, we had Chatty, he was about 15, right? 15 years old from Sweden. Um, and Chatty had found us on, on YouTube and said he wanted to come over and, and do a camp or just come and train at the house, the train effective house. And, um, 15 year old Chatty rocked up and that was our, our first guest. He trained every single day with John Moses, coach John Moses, who we seem to reference in every podcast somehow. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he had a great time, amazing time. And then. Like over the years, all these players came, one, two, three, four players at a time. And now we have a three-week camp in London with a hotel, food, um, coaching from amazing, some great English coaches um, at, a, at a proper stadium, a non-league stadium in England, Hamill Hampstead FC, it's a conference South team. Um, latest kits, latest, like basically the experience that we dreamed of is like, there now so that's that's what's amazing to see that people can really experience that now which you've seen on the instagram stories the tiktoks and stuff so yeah man just amazing yeah and i i saw the i felt kind of bad because i saw i saw like you said the latest kids and i've seen the black hoodies and i was like man i need one of those <laughs> like but those those instagrams i loved seeing them because for me like i saw like I don't know if this makes sense. It might hit, it might not, but like 15-year-old versions of me, uh, 16, 17-year-old versions of me, um, and just to see everybody like bond and get together, get along really, really well, eating together, everything that you actually see, like uh, these professional teams and that do, like just doing that. Um, I don't know. It, 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 it's really nice to me. Like I, I love that. I love. I just love that environment that that you guys have and it's just it's it's sick man i loved it and then you like you you rocked up and ah, who, who else i think brandow you know brandow brandow came along brandow brandow came so we had a couple of like influencers um that came to the camp we had brandow um brandow that came we had jess watkins um not probably not as well as well known as um as Brandel, but she's on TikTok. You can see her, Jess Watkins. Um, she's got a pretty inspirational story with her own football career. Um, 
so we had those two and just the coaches man like even um even one of the see it's not just about influence like one of the coaches there uh actually only found this out at the camp um samir coach samir at the train effective camp um he actually made his debut against aston villa sorry he was playing for aston villa he made his debut at 17 years old um at old trafford for manchester against manchester united 17 years old played against um paul skulls and um then he i think later on he moved to mk duns and, and now he's playing for the hemel Hampstead um first team but he was one of the coaches at the train effective camp and just you know even having him there being able to share his insight and have the players that are able to approach him and just ask questions like that's a that's like the dream come true it's like because you know you go to other camps and the coaches are not very approachable. Maybe they're only there, like, I don't know. They're just talking amongst themselves, the coaches. What we try and do is, like, sit the coaches with the players. The players can ask the coaches whatever they want um, and things like that. So to have that two-way relationship also with the influencers, man, that's what it's all about. Like, it's just fun. So yeah. Much yeah. And that, that, like, it's like that intimacy is, like, important because some players do need, like, just – literally literally they need that armor on their shoulder and be like hey like like you can improve this you can do this you can do that and i, I for me this is a personal thing Nick. like you can't do that i feel like you can't do that with 150 200 250 players even no. if like coaches like have like good intentions in mind like it's difficult to take five minutes out of your day for 250 players that's no. like I don't know that math is just like 1,250 minutes. I don't know how many hours that is, um, but that's just that's just my thing. So I love that that that's been a thing. And to be fair, it started with like just doing that from the off, even with Chatty, where Mo would have conversations with him and you know really connect, and it's just a beautiful thing. It's those deep uh, talks, man. Like even at the camp now. So we have 40 players, and then like people listening might be like, "Oh, 40 players—that's a lot." But actually, we try and. So even at the camp, like every evening, um, we'd have like one-on-one -on -one sessions. So uh, you could literally sit down with Coach John Moses uh, for 15 minutes, each player, um, and go through like basically your personal struggles or like, yeah, just like individual feedback, basically. Um, yeah, that's valuable. That's, yeah, valuable. Like that's what we want to make it like, because you and me as players, and we've been to these different camps before, right? Like. UK football trials and all, all these other LA Galaxy stuff. Like, yeah, I won't mention any more, but, but we know how it can be there. And, and we know what makes us different is trying to be like really personal and trying to help each individual, you know? So that's a special thing. That's a special thing about the camps. And that's why the last three weeks, man, was just an amazing thing. Yeah. Just to kind of touch, like just a final thing on that before we get into today's topic. I, um, what, one thing I had happened to me, and I don't think you know the story, but in 2017, I went to February 2017, I went to a camp in England. Um, one of the ones that you just mentioned. And I actually like did really well at this camp. Um, one of the goals I scored was like the top like goals of the month, all this stuff. And I guess like, I don't know if this happened to you, but they like didn't have my name like on their like list of like players for whatever reason and then it got to the end of that trial and everybody gets like these little like slips that are like like this big back and they have like little check marks on it like from a to f for each like 
uh, skill level, I guess, or attribute. And I didn't have one. I told the coach, I was like, oh, like, I didn't get one. And he's like, you didn't get one. And I was like, no. And he's like, he pulls one out, literally checks it off in front of me. And I'm like, nice. Like, and I'm like, the, the only problem with for me with that is like, bro, like some players, I was calm. I was okay. But some players might rely so heavily on this. They might shape their identity around this little paper slip that this coach might have took 10 seconds, five seconds to fill out. And then they'll be like, oh, man, my shooting is a is a is a D. And it's just like, no, this is just not a full concrete, like well-rounded judgment of your of your game. So that's why I like that these coaches like have a deeper look at you and can sit down with you in that. Right. And and that was the whole thing of the camp. It's like so the players at, at the evening, you could have these one on one sessions, but also at the end of the camp, you actually sat down with the coach. Um, from the camp and talked about like your personal evaluation from everything. And that, that coach is like, it's either coach or a scout. So you actually have that one-on-one -on -one time. Um, like that's what we feel is really important. Um, just so, yeah, cause like, it's great to get like this checklist and stuff, but I think it's even more important just to actually be able to be talking to the coach and having that one-on-one -on -one time, you know? So yeah. 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 You know. And remember the, um, this this whole like figuring out your strengths and weaknesses what mm -hmm. better way to get like multiple opinions from that with people that have been watching you for, for a few weeks um lovely so with that being said nick um i want to talk about risk man risks risks in life this is a exciting topic it can even be a bit of a bit of a touchy topic but you know we don't really shy away from these difficult conversations because this is the stuff that people that people do go through these are the things that people go through every day and today i want to talk about now or later evaluating risks when to take risks what's a good risk what's a bad risk you've you've kind of you're kind of infamous for taking risks um 100 day challenge quitting your job <laughs> quitting your job like go in like in switzerland and if for people that don't know nice place switzerland and um, here in America, at least, Nick, I don't know if you know this, but people like talk about like, oh, like best place to live, Switzerland. Want to travel to Switzerland? This, this, and that, Switzerland. Um, and you like got up and just left there, Switzerland, and went to Innsbruck, Innsbruck, Germany. Oh, you're yeah. going to you're going to England and the north of England, all this stuff. So. How uh, my question to you is, how did you how do you evaluate like risks in your life when you're when you see an opportunity, but you see there's downside, there's upside. It could be a football trial. It could be emailing a coach. Do you do you look at downside? Do you look at the upside? Like, how do you go through this process of taking risks? Because I feel like footballers and people go through this every day. Yeah, I mean, you got to take risks to progress to if you got goals you got to take risks um so so risk taking is just part of achieving anything really um in your life if, if you've got big goals um the way i always looked at it is i looked at it a very i'm actually very like analytical and logical um with the way i look at things and let's talk about the 100 day challenge which a lot of people know me for if you don't know what the 100 day challenge is just go on youtube and type type in 100 day challenge because that's what set the blueprint for what Brandau does now for a lot of these other YouTubers that they do challenges with football. Um, 
But basically, 100 day times, I tried to get a pro contract in 100 days. Uh, this was back in 2017. Um, before the 100 day challenge, I was working, as Hashir said, I was working in Switzerland. I was working at a bank in Switzerland. I was earning good money. I was like 20, what, 1, 22, 23, 22, 23. And um, basically, life was set. It was like a, I would say what's called a, um, a golden cage. And in a golden cage, basically, you got everything you need, everything you want to like have a good life. You really don't need to move anywhere or go anywhere or do anything else because it's like it's a golden cage. You basically you basically made it to um, yeah to <laughs> have like a good life, I guess. Um, but so I had that. But I always had this goal with with football. I wanted to become a professional. I wanted to play at a professional level. So and I wanted to document it. I thought it would be cool to do a YouTube challenge about it, uh, a YouTube series about it, where for a hundred days I daily vlog that experience. Um, but I couldn't be in the job and do that. So I had this idea for about, I had the hundred day challenge idea for about, I would say at least a year before I actually jumped the gun and did it. And in that year, I actually saved money. So I'd have enough money to like fund the trip. Um, I made sure, um, so I made sure I had money and I made sure I was, I had a lot of ideas of how I do the challenge. So it was actually quite a lot of preparation, like even the music I'd use, um, a lot of thinking about how I'd edit the videos and stuff until I was like, all right, now is the best time. I got enough money saved that I can go do this challenge. So I got enough to take this risk. Um, I've thought about the challenge a lot, so I know how I'm going to, how I'm going to try and do it. And now all I got to do is just take that jump and leap. That's what I did. And I thought, okay, what can I lose here? Like I can always go back to a good job pretty much. Um, I can, I can always go back to a good job. Um, money comes and goes. I've saved some money. So if I spend it and nothing works out, well, fine, you can always end up earn that money back, especially if you're young and don't have kids and all that stuff yet. Um, so I thought the only upside is, well, I can go chase my goal, chase my dream. And if it doesn't work out, what maybe you lose a little bit of money you lose the the job that you have but you can always get stuff back so that's the way i looked at it i said there's only upside here and if i do the 100 day challenge and it's a big flop no one watches it uh and i don't get anywhere with it that's fine at least i never have that regret in the back of my mind and at least i tried to progress myself i tried to aim for some goal that i was thinking about for a while um and so that's how i looked at the risk of taking the 100 day challenge um, and the first 30 days of that hundred day challenge, when I was, when I was doing the challenge and I was uploading, there was only like a couple of hundred people that watch it, man. Maybe it wasn't really that much. And it wasn't until day, what, like 50, 40, 50, 50 ish that like of consistent uploading that someone actually, that people actually started really watching it. And then I think the first like kind of viral video hit, I don't know, 10,000, 20,000 views and then it kind of snowballed there. So on the, on the YouTube side, on the social media side, people started watching it and that was great, great for me. But also on the football side, I progressed a lot and got a lot better um, in those days. So it was only upside, man. I love that. I love yeah. that. And the, the thing is, like, you, and this is what I love, you actually, you didn't blindly take, like, these risks, risks you know, you actually did look, look at it like, what is upside? What is the downside? Can I actually do this? Like, do I have the... Uh, to quote, I mean, do I have the facilities for this? Yeah, um, yeah. 
<laughs> so, and that's, I think that's a rare one because a lot of people, I feel like, can get themselves in a bit of trouble or sticky situations when they just, like, you know, like, screw everything, mm. jump right in. And it's like, yeah. That that's that's fine. I understand that, but I think, from my perspective, you should have a little bit of a deeper look at things. Um, now, when it comes to like football, and because uh, this is an interesting one, Nick, and it might be foreign to you, but I have heard it. Mm. Some players are um, hesitant and nervous mm. to contact coaches to play in college, mm. to contact coaches for I don't know a trial or a just just one training session um and that i guess is a risk but the downside there i think i think you would kind of agree with me where you have to look at the upside and downside the upside is you potentially play for this team the downside is someone doesn't respond to you Mm -hmm. somebody says no to you usually it's just a no response so you don't even really get hurt like that i guess Mm -hmm. um what would you say to these up-and-coming footballers who do want to like reach out to people. They want to reach out to, you know, people from our camp or or performance or the people that are tagged, but they're too nervous. They have questions for, for you, but they're too nervous. Take the risk. One in a hundred, one in a hundred, a hundred times you'll reach out to someone you really want to talk to. And 99 times, 98 times, 95 times, 216 times, they won't reply to you. Um, but the most important thing is consistency. It's about going out, going after it, doing it again, emailing, contacting, and that's how you create opportunity for yourself in such a ultra competitive world. And in a world where there's a lot of people trying to contact the same people that it just might so happen to be that let's say you're contact contacting a team that you're a right back and it just so happened two of their right backs got injured and you contacted at the perfect hour to get a trial, to ask for a trial. And you had this highlight video and the CV ready and your letter was ready and everything was ready that they, the coach or, or someone in the club saw that email at the right time that instead of going to other contacts and asking, you know, oh, where can I find a right back? Any other clubs have a right back? They saw your email and they took a chance and that was that. 99 out of 100 times, you might not have just, just you, you didn't, things didn't align. But that one in 100, it did. That's what's happened to me so many times. Most rejection, 99% rejection, 1%, maybe there's a chance. And you only need the 1%, don't you? Like, yeah. And when you get that 1%, you're not going to worry or think about the 99%. Like, they don't matter. <laughs> they don't it's matter. Wild. And it, it, it's wild how valid what you said like what you said just now is because growing up, like you don't really think about these things. Um, but what we can tell you is a coach in a good mood checking his email versus a coach in a bad mood checking his email could make a big difference. If, if someone's in a good mood, they might just respond to your email. Like this might happen more than you guys and girls like think because like at the end of the day, everybody that you contact, um, even the players you watch on TV, everybody is human. Yeah, everybody is human and we all have these human tendencies. Like if you, the same email that you structure and send to one coach, that Mm. coach might be like, what is this? But another coach might be like, wow, 
how well done or one coach might be like look at this player like trying to reach out for a trial or other mm-hmm. player other coach might be like wow look at this player's diligence and effort in wanting to play for my team mm-hmm. you know it's two different completely different frames of mind and some coaches this most recent this latter example some coaches will be like that and i know coaches that have been like that with some of my friends that have pursued professional football some nick i don't know if you know this but this is another story time in it you had there was this list that you compiled when you were uh, a few years ago you compiled this list of like so many teams and like 500 plus yeah, yeah so many emails on there 500 yes yeah and i had it i shared it with one of my friends and he like contacted every team on there and i don't know if all the emails were up to date or what whatnot but i think one or two of them replied and one of them replied and it did work i think it was in must have been in sweden or norway but it was like a rather like a long reply that said like oh like we're not accepting anybody right now and then like a separate paragraph it was like darren like we really like i like it was literally from the coach he was like i do want to like applaud like your like diligence and like your effort to like reach out and like find my email and like you know put yourself out there because this is like what's needed for young players who want to like get trials and stuff and like it was such like a wholesome like actual real response and that encouraged him to keep sending emails not off that list but to other people and other people and i think he like ended up in playing in brazil or something somewhere uh, probably from the same method and I know that's a dream for a lot of people. I don't know what level he's at, but he's happy where he's at. So well done to him. And it comes from that one in 100 attitude. I just yeah, need and, one. Exactly. And that's, and you know, people say you need luck. You need luck. You need luck. Yeah. Maybe you need a little bit of luck, but you create your own luck. And that's what, mm-hmm. that's what we're always preaching. You create your own luck and you can only create your own luck by trying and trying and trying again. Yeah. That's it. And then sometimes things just connect at the right moment. Like, like I was saying, the coach, these players got injured and you just contacted at the right time. Like, and it was meant to be like, boom, that's just how life works. And um, one other thing I want to share, like a tip that could really help people because people might be like, oh, how do I get 400 emails? How do I get 500 emails? Um, This is a great life hack for you. Okay. Some stuff that's going to save you a lot of time. All right. First of all, gather fifty to hundred dollars if you got that. Go to a site called Fiverr.com or go to Upwork.com, one of the two, and literally type in. Um, you could type in email scraper or um, data scraper or data entry person, right? One of those kind of terms, and and put in your job title when you make a post. Put in your job title. Um, you're looking for someone to scrape like whatever, 300 emails, 500 emails, uh, just to list for you. And then tell, give these specific instructions, okay? If you're, this is in the football context. Um, if you want to play in Sweden, then, and you know in Sweden, like if you want to play in Sweden, for example, you have to get the contact emails from each club, right? So you have to know which clubs are in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, division of Sweden and then you literally find every single club and contact them one by one to get the emails is the hardest thing probably so you just want to give that task to someone and then them getting the emails for you and that's how I got those 400 500 I only learned this after doing it the hard way myself and spending 
like dozens of hours getting the emails myself. I later learned that actually I could like give someone a bit of money if you have money and just like get the emails together. Um, there's people out there that can do it very cheaply that are like in India or like, yeah, uh, some other lower wage country and they'll like actually do it. So that's a, that's a tip for you guys. If you, if you um, want to get the emails quicker, um, but first get the emails yourself, like figure out how to do it in the clubs. You go to the contact details and the website, usually in the footer of a website, you can find contact details, uh, staff details, literally get the email. And then once, once you do it a few times, you'll see, okay, this is how you do it. Give those same instructions to someone, um, uh, to like a data scraper and they're like, like, yeah. So there's a tip for you guys. If you want to get 500 emails quickly and out of those 500, maybe three will respond, but so hey, I, actually, I, I, I actually didn't even know that that's, that's really, <laughs> really smart. Um, and damn, that's, that's so genius. This is instantly... efficiency tips, man, I, I pro man, go anyway. on. No no, 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 go on, go on. I mean, and guys, like, um, th this can really work. Like, um, I, um, when I got a trial in uh, Holland for the second division club FC Volendam, professional outfit, um, it's not easy, not necessarily easy to get trials in Holland, let alone anywhere. But in Holland, I remember I was going on LinkedIn and I, I was just moving to Amsterdam, actually, at the time. Uh, this is like eight, nine years ago. I was just moving to Amsterdam in Holland. And I, was, I got a list of like literally like 100 teams um, in Holland. And I went on LinkedIn, tried to find the scouts and coaches for each team. And I contacted them one by one, one by one, one by one. And the scout, one of the scouts for FC Volendam, I contacted. He saw my, um, I gave him my highlight video, gave him my CV, everything like that. And then within a, within a couple of weeks, he actually said, Nick, um, go to the training ground at this time. Uh, Coach Valk, Eric, I think his name was Eric Valk. No, no, Barry Smith. That was his name, Barry. Great guy. Um, he said, go meet Coach Barry Smith at the Volendam Stadium and that, that'll be your first training. That's how I got a trial. That trial went from one day to then a week. And then a week to six weeks, and then, yeah, eventually, eventually in the end, I just wasn't. I wasn't. Um, they needed like a first team player. I was more reserved, reserve level. So. Yeah. No. I and that. But, I, 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 I always, I always see that picture. Sorry, Nick. I always see that picture of you standing in that um, the stadium. Actually, their stadium. That's the stadium that's where they trained as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, like. Because like on the Nick Humph blog post, it would be like you detail these things, and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, like you, you just really did this, <laughs> and it was it it'd be like so shocking to me. But when you break it down, um, it's pretty simple, but it's it's it doesn't mean it's easy. You know, it's simple, no, but it's not easy. It, it's not, yeah, because I, I can I can say loads of stories like this, um, where I just kind of you create your own luck. You contact even the way Rio Ferdinand joined Train Effective was. Uh, a lot, a ridiculous amount of follow-up and um, persistence. Persistence, for sure. But yeah, just guys, in life, you create your own luck and it's 99% rejection, 1% something happens. So as long as you have that mental math in your mind, it's just really easy to get through all the rejections and no replies and cold email, like no one replying to you. 
it's just that one percent and that's how everything changes so but but there there's a there's a little there's a little difficult yeah. thing here though and this yeah. is where it might get a little bit tricky nick for everybody listening and maybe even for you right now so you just need one but how do you keep going when you get you just in, like constantly getting no 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 so, like what how when that happened to you because i know you must have went through that um and people who've like i don't know tried out for higher level teams or reaching out to clubs who just get no 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 how do you keep getting essentially keep getting back up when you're getting knocked down so first of all like you have to be somewhat so you can't be completely delusional in that you've never kicked a ball in your life or maybe you've only played football for a year and now suddenly you can you think you can be professional like just to give people context before the 100 day challenge before that trial with uh um that time i had with fc volendam you know i've been playing football for what at least 10 plus years and uh before that volendam trial in holland i was training like two years and extremely intensively like 15 to 20 hours a week um i'd gone on many uh, like different trials that same summer before i before i had that chance with volendam like i was prepared i spent at least two years preparing like extremely intensively uh that, that was my whole mental focus my physical focus and i already spent 10 years playing so like this is definitely not like yeah you play football for a year or you've only been training hard for like two weeks and now you think you're ready no so don't be freaking delusional. Get that in your your head, because there's a lot of people that are completely delusional, and, and you need an element of delusion. You need an element of um, being a little bit crazy to really go for these opportunities and have that bit that bit of courage and not caring about what people think. But trust me, guys, you have to balance that out with a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work, a lot of preparation, and a lot of realism too. Um, in that in that you should see this is the thing about a coach's feedback or someone's opinion i think you should listen to people's opinions not just completely reject them there's always something in someone's opinion that you can learn from and if opinion from let's say you go to 10 tryouts and in that those 10 tryouts each coach is saying the same thing about you like your first touch is not good enough or your shooting is just it's always inaccurate like guys then you know for sure okay if i'm really going to progress to the next level i need to improve those two things and um and just to to finalize on that point uh lastly like for me in those two years before holland uh i would always always evaluate constantly evaluate my strengths and my weaknesses always ask for opinions i used to be really weak with my like i didn't used to be very strong my decision making was very slow I was always told I'm not quick enough to make decisions on the field. So these are the things I trained with um, tactical videos, um, always analyzing games and then um, scanning in, in matches. So that's how I'd improve my decision making. Um, I'd, I, my weak foot was crap. My left foot was crap. Um, now I can shoot with left and right. No one knows if I'm left or right footed. I trained yesterday. One of the defenders said, Nick, I don't know if you're left or right footed because I can score with both feet amazing thing about practicing a weak foot guys um but i could never shoot with my weak foot when i was 16 17. i only kept practicing that practicing that because that's the opinion i heard they said nick if you want to be a great winger make sure you can shoot with both feet and so 
for months and months. I practiced that weak foot until I got better and better and better. And then everything was there that to say, Nick, you can play at a professional level. Um, I believe in that. That's what a lot of coaches were saying. But you just need to, yeah, just keep going and keep going. But yeah. so, yeah, f- for the long-winded answer there, don't be completely delusional. Prepare. Um, prepare. Work extremely, extremely hard. Get opinions, screen them, and you keep going from there, man. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 interesting. Well, just a quick thing on the on the weak foot. I don't want to spend too long on it, but people don't understand. Like, especially as a winger, if you're two footed, you mm. can always be confident in going uh down the line, getting a cross in, or cutting in and shooting. Like, it literally opens up a whole other part of your game, mm. and because obviously with the so with train effect or with our app and our free trials, um. I always, you know, point people towards certain exercises and drills based on their weaknesses uh, when they sign up for a free trial. And one of the common things I do get is my weak foot, my weak foot. And the the premise that I always start with is that your weak foot is only, quote unquote, weaker because you've used it less. Like it still has that same potential. You just have to use it more or you haven't used it enough until today. And for me obviously when you start learning like you're always going to use like you're usually going to use one foot that's what most people do that's what i did but when you when you're two-footed i always look at senti kazorla man this is like the guy that like got me like made me an arsenal fan and one of the reasons i was like i never knew like which foot he was he was shooting with his left his right he was so complete he wasn't fast he wasn't strong but he was so like just skilled um and no, I I love that point. And I've obviously trained with you now. And guys, I can I can tell you one thing or two things actually. Nick is very two footed. And the other thing about the decision making, um, it's not like it's an interesting one decision making, Nick, because I feel like people think like an improvement, like you know, you're gonna do some masterful, crazy decisions and crazy like i don't know like rabona flicks and that's how you improve your decision making but for me it was like i'm going to mark you but you play one touch pass really quick and then you move into space then you can get the ball back like that's decision making stuff like that is what like a lot of these top level coaches see um and like you would outsmart everybody with that and it kind of pissed me off because i'd look really stupid um but then again i'd be like (laughs) well played man like um so yeah there's that and again it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of time as well and effort to develop these things Ten thousand hours guys serious nothing happens overnight especially improving your weak foot yeah because like yeah and you'll see the high levels you know when you you go to professional uh tryouts um you playing with some of the best players they're both footed man Technique is 10 out of 10, can shoot with both feet, pass with both feet. Like, that's just a minimum there. So, yeah, the sooner, sooner you guys get that in your head, the better, you know? Yeah. And a, a quick one, like, do you think putting in that work, this is an interesting one. I'm big on, I'm big on the mind, guys. Like, I love talking about the brain. Do you think... Um, do you think the fact that you had been training for so long, that you had been putting in all this work, does that make taking risks easier for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, with being delusional, like, look, if you, so let's, let's talk about the hundred day challenge. Yeah. I spent probably a year 
thinking, planning, preparing, having the financial means to go pursue that 100 day challenge. So I was prepared at training as well. Um, so I was, pre- I was prepared for that first day. Like, you know, it wasn't an overnight decision like that. So I was prepared. Um, so does it make it easier to take risk? Yeah. Uh, for me, it does. This is the other thing like, uh, hash, we've seen this DM on, on, uh, on our train effective DM. Um, my Netflix thing is behind me now. This is the last dance, by the way. Michael Jordan. He was prepared yeah. to do this. <laughs> last dance, guys. By the way, the last dance on Netflix, got, I've watched it twice. It's 10 episodes or something. One hour, 45 minute episodes. I don't know how long. Watched the whole thing twice. Best series on Netflix. Last dance. Um, but get, to get back to the point, taking risks. Like, a lot, uh, we got this DM a lot on, uh, on Train Effective. And the DM goes a lot like, Hey Nick or Hey Hash, Hey Hashir, um, I'm John from Maryland, uh, and um, I love football. I hate my, I hate, uh, I hate going to school. I'm gonna drop out and I'm gonna play professional football. I'm gonna just go all in on football, soccer. I'm gonna like, I'm just gonna train all the time. I'm gonna do everything all the time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop out. I'm gonna quit work tomorrow. And what I usually say to those guys is like, all right. Like great that you have that uh, that ambition desire. Maybe just take a step back first, and how about you take the first step, which is actually train every day or actually join a team first. You'd be surprised how many DMs we get with people that are like, I don't know, they just all of a sudden want to do something else, but they're not really thinking about all the steps, little steps that it takes to get to your main goal. So for those of you guys that are thinking that way, like oh, I want to quit everything, I want to just have a complete change tomorrow, take it step by step. Usually that means making it a side hustle before make making it your main hustle. Yeah. And yeah. I think the reason for that, Nick, is I don't know if you agree with me on this, but mm. man, motivation is kinda is motivation is kinda sexy. Like on YouTube. Like it's oh, yeah. it's, it's it's really easy to like watch one of the motivational and I and I say this guys because this used to be me. You know, I'm not gonna say that uh, just blindly like this used to be me where I would I would watch one of these motivational videos like and there's I'm not Mulligan, saying there's anything Mulligan, really... brothers. Huh? <laughs> Mulligan brothers or whatever oh yes yeah exactly there yeah. you watch the... that. which one yeah you, you're you're watching the videos and yeah yeah so I would I, I would watch these videos and like it's kind of like these like I would watch these videos the video would end not mulligan brothers whatever it would be uh, um belay you whatever but I, I would watch it it's like the video would end and i just stand up and i'd point at the tv and i'd be like i'm gonna drop out of school now not actually <laughs> this isn't actually what happened but like the, that's the feelings i would get you know that's the feelings i would get and now i mean you have your phone in your hand and it like so <laughs> instantly you might go you might go on a twitter rant about like i'm champions league winner next week me and it's like you know what i love that and if it happens i'm gonna be over the moon but let's let's focus on these little steps on them but that's what used to be me but like you said if we went from being motivated and relying on this motivation to just putting in like a routine or a consistent like plan of like tiny steps towards whatever our goal is i think we'd be so much better off because that's kind of what I realized later in life, Nick, even like, I don't know, maybe even until like 
the past couple of years. I think before 2020, like, I never really understood this, but, like, it's those little things you do every day, you know? Stack those little habits. Stack the habits that make the big difference in the long run versus tomorrow I'm going to train six hours. You know, like, the six-hour training session is great, and it's going to look amazing on the Instagram story as well when, you know, you record yourself sweating. But what's Mm -hmm. more effective than that would probably be, like, 45 minutes every day every yeah. week and it's the same with the gym you know it's because we're coming up to new year's and people are like oh, i'm fat so i'm gonna go start going to the gym and the gyms are full in january and then february to december they're empty again so like it's just the same stuff man and um i have so much to say on this like like every rags to riches story every single rags to riches story starts with uh, the main character with like some problem in their life that they just want to get rid of. Like, you know, uh, they want to become a, a millionaire. So they like quit their job or you want to become a professional footballer. So you start taking more seriously all their stories. Like it doesn't happen overnight. Does not like not, nothing happens overnight. Just nothing happens. Like nothing happens overnight. Nothing. The success, nothing happens overnight. That's why we built the train effective app. So you have like, the progress tracker, you can track your programs, programs every day, the 10,000 hours, like your minutes every day. So it keeps you consistent for years because that's what it takes. You know, uh, whether you like it or not, shit's just not going to happen overnight. Shit's not going to happen in a month. It, it might not even be six months. It'll take years, man. And like, that's just what everyone needs to get in their heads. This, this stuff, your goals, your dreams will take years. And even, guys, even if tomorrow, not, I'm not even going to say tomorrow because it won't happen, but even in, in, let's say it was two years, you were like, I'm going to give myself two years to become, uh, to make my academy team. Once you make it in the academy, it's not over, man. You got to get off the bench. First of all, you got to be in the squad. Then you got to get on the bench. Then you got to be starting 11. And then you got to stay in the starting 11. And then you got to, you know, try to be one of the best players and then the best player, and then the captain. And then now you got to try and get into the first team or the reserves. Like there's always freaking steps. It does not stop ever. Yeah. Yeah. Post but steps. like, it, it, isn't that like, you know, weird, like, isn't that like part of the fun to you? Was that part of the fun to you? Yes. Let me turn off this Netflix. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of making that like backdrop, but uh, backfired. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the fun, man. Like, even with Train Effective right now, just me sharing the, the story with you guys with the camps, how we started from one person, and now it's 40. And now next summer, uh, in June, July, August 2022, we have like 100 or 200 or even more, I think, that we're planning to have. Um, like e- even that's been like a five, six-year process. So just loving every single day and loving the process and just like, man, I love every day, love every day, love working on train effective. I love playing uh, after this, I got my workout. I got my resistance, um, doing like a core workout with resistance bands. I'm looking forward to that. I'm pumped. I just love the process every day. And if you love the process, guys, man, you've won already. You've won yeah. already. And like I used to, you know, I used to, um, this is uh, this is this is a good conversation. Um, I used to, I used to really hear like your guy, our guy Gary, if you talk about like the game, like loving the game, like the like, bro, like the uh, for me, 
that's like the game of like life. Like I don't really look at like shiny the the shiny thing as like the end goal, you know? Like that process with the small wins along the way where it's just you and you're like, yes, like bro, that is so like it's so rich. Mm. It's so satisfying. Um you could equate it to somebody who loves going to school, loves getting a degree, right? Not me, but some people absolutely love, like, their, like, thing is, like, a master's degree or a bachelor's degree. Every, like, quiz or test they pass that they studied hard for, they're just gonna, like, might be, maybe cry tears of joy. And if you can fall in love with that process of getting to wherever you want to go or doing whatever you want to do, if you really enjoy that process, and favorite words, trust the process, if you can do those two things, like, I think you're golden, man. I think that's like the formula for like sustainability. Oh, and you know, a lot I of people are saying people people say, like, I'm not motivated. How can you not be motivated? Like, like if you truly love something, you're going towards something you love, how can you not be motivated? And we're alive. That's another thing. Instagram messes us up, man. Instagram is like you go on you go on Ronaldo's uh Instagram and you're like, dude, look at everything he has, everything he's achieved. Every, Look at him playing in front of eighty thousand fans at seventy thousand fans at Old Trafford. Like, look, that's that's where I want to be today. It doesn't happen like that. It's like it's gotta love love it, man. Love the process and don't expect. Get in that psychology of like not even expecting anything. Like, get in the psychology and in your head of that. I love every single day so much. I love every single so. I love every single day so much that actually. If we did reach that goal, maybe I wouldn't be as happy. Because when we do reach that goal, let's say now you're playing for Man United. Well, now you've got all this like, you know, you're in the public eye. You can't leave your house. Um, you got all this this money. People want money from you. More money, more problems. Shout out uh, Biggie. Uh, well, like seriously, you got a new set of problems. The problems never fade. But, but just get in that mindset of, I just love every single day so much. This is what I'm focused on. This is what makes me happy. I got no expectations other than just living in the moment every single day, loving what I do. And if you've done that, you've won, man. Like, serious. Fall in love with that process. Fall in love with the process, man. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm a big advocate for that because then, like, every day is just rich rather than you're always trying to trying to get, get somewhere, get things. Like, that's fine. Like, have goals. Everyone has goals in that. But, you know, just build your life and love that process um with that being said actually nick um let's get to a couple of these comments and for spotify listeners on we're all streaming on youtube as well right now so while we stream we always have like comments running of people you know sharing their words and that we we actually uh, are streaming live shout out to everyone on tiktok um uh, right now we've had thousands of people come on the tiktok live at train effective official um this is the first time we're doing live on tiktok too so follow us on TikTok. And uh, we're talking about comments, right? This is the next thing, comments? Yeah. Um, we have Noah Dan, Noah Danny 11 who says, it's not about the end, it's about the journey that counts. Oh. Deep. Huh. Right. But ha ha I've seen this reference about 100. I'm pretty sure we have a poster in the Train Effective house that had something like this. It's not about it's not about the destination. It's about the journey, that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's true. It's hundred percent true. That. And just yeah. one really quick one from uh, YouTube, Elmer Mundo. He said, "Hey, I love the way 
you're talking about this because it's so true and social media and all these motivational speakers can get in people head and y'all are speaking facts shout out elmer shout out elmer man i appreciate you and by no means are we um really trying to berate or look down on these like motivational speakers or videos and that like uh there is a time and place for that and that's great although you shouldn't depend on that for your psychology and long-term sustainability when you're trying to achieve so i'm so glad i'm so glad you said that because like this is the reason why we're doing this podcast is like so we can actually like deep dive in these topics and what people are thinking because i don't think anyone really talks about that um, enough you know yeah like, it's not it, it doesn't pop up on either like probably on youtube algorithms or anything if um you guys want hash or, or myself to go deep in anything in a future podcast just dm us um at hashir khan or at nikonf and we'd love to hear what you want to hear next to go deep on yeah. but yeah let's get to the, the other comments yeah. yeah 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 well tell me one from um tell me one from tiktok nick okay last one from tiktok uh <laughs> there's a lot on tiktok um Someone's just comments like saying that thank thank you for going deep. So this is great. Uh, but let me try pick up one. So shout out TikTok fam, man. I love y'all. Shout out we're TikTok. We're 1.3 million followers, hash. 1.3 million. You guys I remember we had a thousand views on our or hundred views on the Snapchat where it all started. <laughs> I remember, man. Yeah. So Look, someone just said, shout out SLK football. So I'm just going to shout him out. There's, there's not a good question here. So, yeah. Shout out. Shout cool. out. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, uh, in the YouTube comments, obviously, we've got Xavier saying, I love the challenge you did. Want to do the same. Thanks for the inspiration. Of course, um, shout out Nick for <laughs> inspiring everybody. I love that. Um, and Claude, earlier when we were speaking about the week, but he said about um, – he started seriously training it two years ago and he's made a massive improvement since. And Claude is like, actually guys, if you don't know who Claude is, Claude is actually a uh, legend. He's an effective user for multiple years now. Mm. And just like the ideal person you want to meet in life. Such a great dude. Um, And yeah, it is better to work hard and become football pro and not famous. Prayer, thank you guys. Can we put these comments on the screen so people can... We're sharing YouTube comments on the screen right now, and I think that's very beautiful to see. We can do, we can do, we can do. Look, this is Xavier's for everybody that wants to see that. Um, And Nick, actually, this kind of leads me to something I wanted to conclude with you, conclude with. Let's conclude. And I didn't actually tell you about this in uh, in the beginning. Um, so it's going to just hit you in the face. Okay. I want you to, it's, it's interesting. We went down this rabbit hole. I want you to state three things you are grateful for today that are non football related. First of all, my health, like I'm freaking happy. Like, oh man, there's people I know that have some sort of condition or disease or have died and like. Yeah, it's not the same as I'm like, I'm really happy that I, I wake up every day and I don't, I don't have, um, I don't know, cancer, <laughs> like yeah. something serious. Um, and I'm just grateful. So number one, my health. Number two is family and friends. Like, I, if you guys don't know, like I'm, I live in Switzerland right now. I live in Europe right now. So 
Um, it's been two years since I saw my family in Australia. Because all my family's in Australia because of COVID. Um, and so, and right now they're all mostly healthy and stuff. So I'm just grateful for that. Um, so yeah, knock on wood, nothing, knock on the couch here. Nothing happens, but, but yeah, um, I'm just really grateful for that. And number three, not football related. Like I just love being in a position right now where every single, almost every single minute of the day I can do what I love doing and I was thinking about this. This here we go. We're gonna we're going deep again. These are some deep shower thoughts I had the other day. Hash <laughs> deep shower thoughts. <laughs> like so, listen, that's where it'd be happening. Let's end the, end on this. I think it's. I think people don't think about. Sometimes I think hash seriously. Sometimes I think. Gum when I'm out. Sometimes seriously. Sometimes I think that before, like in previous lives, like two lives ago, in 1873. Like I was like a peasant farmer that lived until he was 39 because when you got sick, you basically died and there was plagues and stuff. And I, I just had to like, I don't know, pick rice from the rice fields. Cause I'm, you know, I'm Japanese, half Japanese. So I used to pick rice from the rice fields and that was my job every day. And I hated my life and, and like things sucked and that's all I could do. Yeah. And cause because in this day and age, what we have like available is like, like everyone's living longer. Everyone's has the opportunity to do what they want to do. We have technology, which allows us to, I don't know, contact coaches, uh, do podcasts like this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like pumped. We have clean water, good food. We can eat anything we want pretty much like in 1873, you could probably only eat rice and like they had food shortages. Now you can, you can go to a grocery store or Whole Foods or whatever, and you can pick out anything you want. But abundance that we have, the choice that we have, the, the fact that we're living in this time, like that's what I'm also grateful for. Like every single day you get to live in the best time and the best, best time of the world ever. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that with the abundance thing, because I, I've I've had this thought like the past few years where it's like like and like this is gonna be very it's gonna sound very like vanilla, but you can like literally nowadays, many people, um you can do anything. Like like yes. I, I thought I thought about it the other day, like other day, and I've thought about it in the past as well. It's like like if I wanted, I can wake up, get in my car and drive to the middle of america for whatever reason you have like, a car yeah and it, like bro they yeah. had wagons and horses like we have cars public transport even like it's 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 mental so that's why but you, you wouldn't have wooden, wooden shoes you wouldn't even make it a kilometer because your, your feet would hurt you go exactly. barefoot yeah and then someone would shoot you because you went you like cross county lines and then like you went in the bad you know someone and you got put as a slave, like real, the real stuff, man. Anyway, yeah, like, yeah, no, it's it's real, it's true, <laughs> it's true. And uh, people call me like really like positive, optimistic, and it's like, what, like, yeah, like look around you, like yeah. light, boat, like it's anyway, it's crazy, but it's crazy. I, I, think, I think I think people just like by people listening to this, hopefully, like they can just grab that little bit of like perspective. Yeah, because they're not seeing the light outside; they're seeing the light from their phone, 
and the phone says what the world is. The media, Instagram, tick, this is what the world is. Oh, COVID, oh, like life is hard or whatever. But really, if you just put it all down, you look at the world, you look outside and look what's really around you, bro. Listen, that, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna end it on that. That was, people aren't seeing the light outside. They're seeing the light on their phone that tells them how the world is. Oh, let's oh. end it with that. Let, we'll end it with that. Actually, I gotta, it's 10 o'clock. I got to start working out. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Everybody, we appreciate you all. TikTok people, TikTok fam, all 1.3 million of you, Matt, all the YouTube commenters and viewers that we've had over the last hour or so. And Spotify listeners, of course, we value all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you have questions, suggestions, feedback, or just need a chat, if you just need somebody to talk to, if you're going through something, Never hesitate to DM myself or Nick. Nick is at Nick Humph, N-I-C-K-H-U-M-P-H. I'm at Hashir Khan, H-A-S-H-I-R-C-A-N on Instagram. And until next time, until next week, we will we will be in touch and we'll see you all then. Thank you all for listening. Stay effective. We're not saying that.